This is episode 18 on the Millennial Life School podcast on the science of happiness. What's up, guys? Welcome to the Millennial Life School podcast, where it's all about inspiring and encouraging 20 to 30-something-year-olds as we figure life out together. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode on the Millennial Life School podcast. Happy Friday. I hope you guys had a wonderful week. And in this episode, I want to talk about the science of happiness. You know, with this whole COVID-19 crisis, there's been a lot of major disruptions. And the effect of that, I think a lot of people are in this time, like because we are social distancing, because we have to stay home, um, the level of connection with each other has gone down. And because of that also, I think there's been a lot of increase in loneliness and even anxiety in some people. So I think this is a really timely episode to talk about this. And this week, I've been reading and learning a lot from the science journalist and author named Emma Sepala. I'm not sure if I'm saying her last name right, but I'm just going to go with it. Emma Sepala. Um, She wrote this book called The Happiness Track, How to Apply the Science of Happiness to Accelerate Your Success. And also, I watched her TEDx talk where she talks about the power and science of social connection. So I'm going to be talking a lot from some of the things that I've learned from her in this podcast episode. So feel free to go check out her book or check out her TEDx talk if you want to learn more. I want to ask you guys this question. What brings you the greatest fulfillment? And oftentimes with this question, most people would answer service or connection with other people. So oftentimes what brings us happiness is a sense of connection. And I don't necessarily mean in terms of how many friends you have. Because you know, you could have a ton of friends, but you can feel very lonely you know, and I remember um, when I was in college, this person, a a friend of mine um, was talking to me and he was telling me how, you know, sometimes it feels like in college, we're always surrounded by all these other people our age, but at the same time, how there's a great sense of loneliness. And I think we have to acknowledge that Just because you have a lot of friends doesn't mean you have a lot of true connection. And so there was a research done in the United States. And in the research, they asked people, how many individuals do you feel close enough to share your personal problems with? And the mode or the greatest percentage of people said zero. And in terms of percentage, it was over 25% of people who said they have no one with whom they can share their personal problems with. So basically, if you find yourself in a room with three other people, the chances are one of you feel like you don't have anyone to talk to about your personal problems. And I think loneliness in the sense of feeling like you have no one to talk to is 
a huge problem in our society. You know, it's a growing, there's a growing sense of loneliness. And with that, there's anxiety, there's depression, and even suicidal thoughts. So I think because especially with, you know, given our current circumstances with COVID-19, um, I really wanted to share on this topic and some of the science and the research behind happiness. And I guess um, like the vaccine against loneliness. So I think oftentimes we are looking for happiness, but where are we seeking happiness from? And why are there so many people who are depressed? Why are there so many people who are lonely? And I think it's important to note that there's a difference between pleasure and happiness. So pleasure, for example, is when you eat a cake and you feel pleasure, right? There is that sense of like, ooh, a cake, it's so delicious. And, you know, why do people go out, get drunk, and go to parties? It's to experience the sense of pleasure. Or, you know, why do people smoke even, when, even if they know that it's really bad for their health? Oftentimes, it's because of the pleasure they feel in that moment when they're smoking. But happiness is something that's much more deeper than just pleasure. Those things that give you pleasure does not necessarily equal happiness. Because happiness, according to Emma Sapala, has to do with purpose, meaning, service, compassion, and connection. But right now, you know, we live in a society in which we're constantly striving after things and achievements rather than things like purpose, compassion, and finding deep, meaningful connection. I think we live in a society in which everyone seems to be constantly in this doing, doing, doing state. We're always trying to achieve the next thing, go the next level. And we get anxious when things don't work out right away. Like, for example, right now, you know, I think there's a lot of people who are feeling anxious because they're like, oh my gosh, like my career should be at this or I should have gotten this internship. But like, because of COVID-19, like I'm not, I, I don't have the internship. So why are we constantly striving? I think it's because we often equate happiness to achieving our next goal as fast as we can. So we get into the cycle of anxiousness, of stress, of workaholism. So last year when I was in Korea, I was talking with a college student who is extremely smart and she's achieved a lot in her life, but she was telling me how she never feels fulfilled. Like she never feels the sense of true joy. And she told me that she could go on a competition and she could win first place. And at that moment, she's happy. But right after, her mind just is on to the next thing that she needs to do. And she, she never takes time to really celebrate her achievements. This is what we call delaying happiness. It's the thought that, okay, when I'm there, then I'll be happy. And then when you get there, immediately you're thinking about, okay, when I get there, then I'll be happy. And then I'll celebrate. And then you get into this repetitive pattern that if you constantly do that, in a way, like your mind starts to forget that you should be happy with, with where you're at already. 
So we think that our happiness will come with achievements, but in reality, it doesn't. And that idea of success, fame, and money, and all the things that achieve, the idea that those things will bring you a lasting sense of fulfillment is just an illusion. You know, you see people who are highly successful um, and who's achieved a lot in life, but you you find celebrities or people who are just miserable. And so I think we have to recognize that just because you're successful doesn't mean you're happy. So knowing this, instead of being so focused on the next thing, on achievements, on, you know, a being happy when you get to a certain place in life, you know, instead of setting goals like that, I think, especially in this time, more than ever, it's really important for us to focus on building deep, meaningful connection. So in terms of science and research, it shows that when you have low social connection, you have more anxiety, depression, and it's linked with suicide and violence. And not only that, um, people who are lonely, you'll see that in their body, they have greater inflammation. On the other side, social connection shows psychological well-being, faster recovery from disease, and even 50% increased chance of longevity. So basically, when you look at the science and the research, it shows how we are wired for connection. And so how can we increase connection? And as Emma Sapola talks about it in her TEDx talk, the secret to increasing connection is having compassion for other people and also having compassion for yourself. We often attribute the phrase survival of the fittest to be by Charles Darwin, but it actually was coined by the philosopher Herbert Spencer. And he had his own agenda with it. And what he wanted to do, his motive behind coining survival of the fittest is to justify social and racial hierarchy. But when in reality, what is more true than survival of the fittest is actually the survival of the kindest. So basically what it's saying is that the most loving and selfless will be the ones who survive over time as opposed to the most aggressive and violent. And there was an interesting study that Emma shares that, you know, there was a study done in which they were observing baboons in Africa. And they were looking for, you know, which people reproduce, which baboons reproduce more. And, you know, there were the alpha males who were fighting and basically hogging all the food while all the nice ones were left behind with the ladies. So in the end, over time, actually it was the nice ones that reproduced more. And it was the nice ones who were able to survive over time. And even in terms of dating preferences, people value kindness as one of the highest values that they look for in a mate. And once again, it's like the idea of survival of the kindest. And also, instead of like having this mindset where you're just constantly achieving, 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 actually having self-compassion on yourself is linked with success. So when you're constantly critical of yourself, you know, not only 
is it harmful for your body, you actually can become more prone to getting burnt out. As opposed to when you have more self-compassion, you have more resilience. And being more resilient helps you become more successful in the long run. And also, not only that, the more kinder you are to other people, and the more you give to one another selflessly, you actually become happier. And there's actual brain imaging studies to show how people who give are happier than those who receive. And when you show when you show kindness and when you show compassion to one another, it's contagious. So when you see compassion, you are more likely to go help other people as well. So basically when you are when you have more compassion for one another, when you're more selfless, when you are more giving, when you're kinder to another person, not only are you happier, you're able to build more of a stronger connection with one another and you can become healthier. And also this kind of act of kindness and compassion is contagious. So when you're nice to one person, you're causing this rippling effect and you're affecting more people than just that one person. And actually a couple months ago, I had this really interesting dream in which I had this coconut bowl in my hand. I had one coconut bowl in my hand. This is like when I was in Bali, so I guess coconut bowls were in my head. But I had this one coconut bowl in my hand. But for some reason in my dream, I just like, I just really wanted to share this one bowl that I had. So I was breaking the bowl into little pieces. But it was it was really interesting because as I started to break the coconut bowl into pieces, every piece miraculously would, would be turning into its own bowl. So I had one bowl, but as I was breaking it apart to just hand it out to other people, I realized I ended up with all these other full bowls. And I woke up and just like thinking about that, it made me realize like, wow, you know, I think this dream was very symbolic. Like, you know, as I start to give more of what I have, what I have will start to multiply. And I think that's how compassion works. And I think that's how kindness works. As you start to show more of a kindness to other people, as you start to give more, that giving multiplies. And, you know, when you're nice to one person, when you smile at that at one person, it creates a rippling effect that is so much bigger than what you might recognize at first. So, I think in this time, I hope that, you know, we can be the people who are even more compassionate to other people, to ourselves, and we're much more giving and selfless because in the end, it is the survival of the kindest. And especially in times of COVID, where I think we start to see actually a lot of self selfishness where people are hogging toilet papers. I don't know why. People are hogging food and people are getting angry and fighting over groceries. And there's racism. I think especially in this time, we should be much more compassionate. We should be much more loving. And we should be so we should be focused more on spreading love. 
So yeah, I really wanted to share this. I hope you guys found this to be helpful, inspiring, and that it sparks you to be more kind to one another, to yourself as well, so that we can create a culture based on kindness instead of selfishness. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you guys have a wonderful weekend and see you guys in the next episode. Bye.